Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Tuesday, November 1st, brand new month. October has already come and gone, uh, almost a full month into the season already. I don't know where it went to, uh, but the season rolls along, and we're in November now, so uh, another month ahead of us. A huge Tuesday card. We have 12 games on tap. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break it down. 12 games, no time for recap last night. We're jumping right in uh, with the Ottawa Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. We've got the uh, Lightning returning home from the uh, West Coast uh, where they just uh, had a recent uh, road trip, which was uh, a road trip that finished uh, pretty well for the uh, Lightning. They won the last two games of that California swing uh, against Anaheim and San Jose. Neither one was pretty. Neither one was easy, though. Uh, they certainly got pushed uh, in those two games, but still they end up getting two of the three on that uh, road trip. Now back home for that dreaded first game off, off that West Coast uh, road trip. Only a three-game trip, but still, when you're returning from the West Coast, you're going from the Pacific to Eastern time zone. could still be uh, a little bit of an adjustment. The one uh, good bit thing for the uh, Lightning is they got the two days off following the end of that road trip against San Jose rather than one day off, which I'll never understand or forgive the schedule makers for doing that to Buffalo uh, last week. But nevertheless, they did. At least Tampa gets an extra day. I think this is a tricky spot for Tampa Bay. And you look at even the last two games against Anaheim and San Jose, they did not win those games easily. I think Ottawa is live tonight. I'm going to split up a Senators play in the first period, jump on Tampa Bay early, and also Ottawa in the full game uh, on the money line. I think I like this situation the Senators have been in Florida since uh, Saturday when they lost to the uh, Florida Panthers by a score of 5-3, uh, two days off. Yeah, maybe they enjoy some sunshine and warm weather as well, but I'm sure after two straight losses, there's also an onus to fix what's going wrong. And certainly they're not going to be happy with giving up 57 shots on goal uh, in their last game against the uh, Florida Panthers. And I think they were outshot something like 22-3 to uh, in the first period of that game. I'd expect Ottawa to really uh, have a much better more concerted effort here tonight against Tampa Bay uh, in this game. And I think when you look at the lightning, there's going to be certain spots and instances where you could, you know, pick your spots and go against them. You know, even at home this year, we saw them lose to Philadelphia one time earlier this year, uh, three to two. So it is possible. And I think this Ottawa team with the way they can score goals, uh, certainly uh, always live when they're catching this underdog price uh, worth noting, of course, from an injury standpoint here for Ottawa, uh, that uh, they still miss Josh Norris big time. They're going to miss him a lot moving forward. But Shane Pinto has picked up the slack. Six goals in the last seven games. And think about the fact he's done that all from the third-line center spot. Well, now tonight he's moving up to the second-line center spot for the Ottawa Senators. And some books still have him as high as plus 400 to score a goal tonight. DraftKings, BetMGM. Uh, both of those books in particular with Pinto at plus 400. I was shocked. I was flabbergasted. I can't believe there's been no adjustment whatsoever in all these games where Shane Pinto has been lighting it up here for uh, the Ottawa Senators and plus 400, I think is worth a look for him on the Tampa side. I would rock back with Brandon Hagel. Once again, who has been recently moved up to the top line 
uh, and you're still going to get some pretty good uh, prices with him to find the uh, back of the net tonight. Uh, as you have the last few games with uh, Brandon Hagel for the Lightning, uh, you can get odds as high as plus uh, 250 uh, with him to score a goal tonight, which is pretty damn good for a top-line player. So a couple of props I like. And I'm taking the shot here with Ottawa here, first period and full game money line split in this one. Smaller lean over the total as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sends light. Yeah, this is when I'm looking at that first period over two. You're getting plus 120. One spot has plus 125 for that. They said Ottawa been giving up shots in bunches, 57 in the last game, 39 and 31 in the two previous games before that. Tampa Bay, this might be one of those games where they can kind of you know, rally and, and get back to themselves and get back to playing hockey that, you know, that they're used to playing, getting more quality shots on goal. They've been, you know, kind of held to 30 shots or fewer, just ba- taking a, a base look at that. They've been held to 30 shots or fewer and, you know, each of the last four games. So this might be something to kind of cure what ails them for Tampa. They're winning games, but, you know, now they can kind of get on a roll. I think it's going to be a back and forth pace. So I lean with the over six and a half as well. It's a little bit high of a number. I like the first period over a bit more. We could see the defense kind of settle in a little bit, especially, like I said, if Ottawa, uh, if, if they don't really have their legs under them and Tampa Bay wants to play their style late, we know how they like to clamp down defensively. So that scares me off of that six and a half. But I like first period over two. And I wouldn't be you know, that uh, talk you out of that Ottawa first period look, at least. I can see where they maybe you know, get, a, get a jump early and take an early lead. Uh, and you know, at, at no worst do they tie. You know, put, you get the pushback on, on the on that plus one uh, plus money. So, I'll lean with first, I'll go with first period over two, but a lean with Ottawa uh, in the first period and a lean to the over in the full game as well. All right, uh, definitely. Uh, we'll see if Ottawa can take. I think this works out nicely for them. They get to uh, stay pretty close in Florida. There, they were in Florida against the Panthers. Now they go up north a little bit to Tampa Bay, the central part of the state. Couple days off. Tampa coming off the road trip. I think it's a good situation. That's why I split it up. I think the first 20 minutes, that's really where you could see Ottawa at their best and uh, Tampa Bay maybe at their uh, most vulnerable tonight. Philadelphia, New York. We've got the Rangers, minus 260 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I don't have much of a um, strong opinion right now uh, on uh, this one. I mean, I certainly uh, think the Rangers should win. Uh, but we have seen some erratic play from them at times. We've seen them return home, face weaker foes, and lose like they did against Columbus, like they did against San Jose uh, in October. So this is not always a spot where the Rangers always bring their best when they're facing an opponent that on paper they should beat. And the one thing you've got to do when you play Philadelphia is you better bring your work ethic. You better be ready to match them in terms of how hard they play because that's the one consistent you've received from John Tortorella's Philadelphia Flyers team all season is great work ethic, a real commitment to team structure, defense. They've tried to improve at that end of the ice. And really for the most part, they've, they've done a nice job. And to see the Philadelphia here at five and three uh, to begin the season was uh, definitely very uh, surprising, but it shows you that sometimes uh, will beat skill. You know, when you have the will, when you have the work ethic, that is what has gotten the Flyers through. Uh, here uh, in this good start of the season. It doesn't hurt either that Carter Hart has really uh, gotten back to the form that he showed in his rookie year with the, with the Flyers. 5-0-1-1, save percentage, 2-3-1, goals against average as well uh, for uh, Carter Hart during this stretch. So he's been very good uh, this season. He's also been helped out by, look, a coach that's uh, preached defense, a team that is trying to commit to better defense which wasn't the case last year, obviously, with the Flyers. That has helped. Still very much, though, a banged-up team, though. 
uh, are the Flyers, which is even what makes this start of theirs more impressive. The fact that they haven't had Sean Couturier. Ryan Ellis, we're wondering if we're going to see him play again. JVR's on IR. You know, Cam Atkinson hasn't played a game yet uh, this year. Cam York on the blue line is now out. So a lot of injuries for Philly, and yet here they are still 5-3. and three. Rangers return off a mini little two-game roadie uh, against Dallas and Arizona, winning both of those games. Rather surprising that Shesterkin got the start against Arizona uh, on a back-to-back. But I think Gerard Gallant says, you know what? We got the win against Dallas. Let's not rest on our laurels that, hey, put Halak in against a subpar opponent and watch what happened against Columbus repeat itself uh, against Arizona. So he said, no, I'm putting my best guy in there uh, against Arizona, Shesterkin, and they got the uh, victory in that game. Wanted to, I think, get on a little bit of a run after a bit of a stumble the Rangers had. So Shesterkin in net, Hart in net for Philly. I'd actually lean under the total in this game. Six is probably what I would play, if anything, before either of these two sides. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Philly, New York Rangers. Yeah, and that was interesting to see, and I, I, it was kind of unfortunate for, for me and, and those of us who liked that first period over with Arizona and the Rangers. But, you know, Shesterkin in that game against Dallas, uh, for those who were watching the first period, he actually got tripped up and was kind of favoring his leg a little bit. looked like he might have to come out of the game. He did stay and, and, and played well, but – uh, with that, I thought for sure we would have seen a lot go the next night in Arizona. So we didn't. So now, talk about you know third game and four nights for Shesterkin. And like I said, we've seen New York kind of play uh, a little bit off kilter at times in that first return home. Uh, as a Flyers team, you know, they're going to give the effort and energy. And like I said, the series is trending under. Uh, you know, you throw out that blowout from uh, a couple of seasons ago. These have been kind of tight, low-scoring games between these two teams. So uh lean to the under if you can grab a six i'm seeing mostly five and a halfs around now at this point so uh your time to grab that might have been gone and if for a side i think flyers are a little bit overpriced even though the rangers i think they still are one of the best teams in the league but plus 230 is awfully high for what could be a bit of a tricky spot especially if shesterkin doesn't have it tonight with the third start in four games he should still be somewhat fresh just in the first month but you just never know so it would be a lean to Flyers. I wouldn't look at anything Rangers, even even team totals. I wouldn't. I would stay away from. Uh, so nothing official, but a, a lean to the Flyers at that big of a price. Yeah, it just has that feel, you know, of a of a little bit of a dangerous spot for uh, the Rangers off the two game road trip, playing this Philly team that just you know they they don't have anything close to the lineup and the roster and especially the blue line that the Rangers have. Yeah. Uh, but what they do is they've brought that consistent. They're just you know the puck battles. Philly's not losing a lot of those from what I've seen. They're winning a lot of puck battles, and that's just digging in and outworking the opposition, and that's what's gotten Philadelphia a lot of their victories this year. Now, that's going to have to continue because they're outmanned talent-wise, depth-wise, both forwards and blue line throughout the course of the season. But right now, they're making up for it with just, like I said, will over skill, and that could be an issue for the Rangers tonight because you know that sometimes they turn it on and off against these subpar teams at home. We'll see if uh, they have it turned on. And they have a Boston Bruin game coming up Thursday, which I believe is an ESPN Plus game. So uh, right. that game is probably more significant to them right now. But that's why this is a little bit of a tricky spot. We'll see if the Rangers uh, get tripped up or not. One last thing on that I'll say. I might take a shot with the draw because I'm looking here. I'm seeing at one spot plus 400, and that's normally what you get with a draw when you have a, a favorite higher than two, 215, 220. So I might actually take a shot with that because looking back just at their quick history – you know, they did have one game going to OT last year, a 3-2 game in last January, a couple other 3-1, 2-1 battles. 
that might actually be worth worth playing on. I could easily see this being, and if it goes in overtime, then it, it's all bets are off. It could be easily a three-two Ranger win or Flyer win. But but if we can get this, we get past sixty minutes, I'm, I'm probably going to take a shot here with the draw at plus four hundred, plus four hundred five. Shop shop around and find that that that's a good value for us. Uh, by the way, Owen Tippett for the Flyers plays on the second line, playing the power play. It looks like tonight as well, maybe even the first power play unit. So there's a, a bargain bin prop option potentially if that. Uh, comes to fruition for the uh, Flyers tonight in this game. All right, next up, we've got Vegas, Washington. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights minus 155, road favorites, six the total. Uh, here's the issue sometimes with doing the show, 2 p.m. Eastern, day of the game, and five hours before you know many of the games are about to start. It's You're not always going to be able to get the best prices and numbers the time we do this show. And, I mean, I got in on Vegas when it was, geez, minus 115, minus 120. I mean, that's how early I bet Vegas. It was uh, early. Uh, it was late last evening, actually, when I got in on it. And sure enough, uh, since then, we have seen significant movement toward uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, side. Overnight, it started moving from minus 125 to minus 130, 35, 40. Now all the way up to minus 165 in some spots, although some books still have minus 155 out there right now. So for me, I, for show purposes, now I have full game money line. Okay, at minus 120, that's when I got in on Vegas. Uh, it's now minus 155. For the show purposes, I'm going to go Vegas in regulation for a little better price, but clearly a bad spot here, tough spot at least for Washington. It's a team that's coming off a shootout loss last night to the Carolina Hurricanes uh, by a score of 3-2. to two. It's a very banged-up, beleaguered, shorthanded uh, Washington Capitals team as well coming into this game tonight. John Carlson day-to-day, TJ Oshie out. Connor Brown still on IR. Haglin, Wilson, Backstrom, of course, haven't played a game yet this year uh, for Washington. So very difficult spot. You got Vegas starting this uh, Eastern uh, road trip tonight in Washington, playing good hockey, eight and two overall, three and one on the road. So they've shown an ability to win on the road. They play the uh, Eastern Canadian swing after this. Uh, they play Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto following this road game against uh, Washington. Uh, it's just definitely uh, a fresher Vegas team starting a road trip. Usually we like spots like this uh, for pretty good hockey teams. And they've been doing it with uh, as a, with a complete team game right now, Vegas. During this four-game win streak, the offense has started to click. Marcia so has been big for them. Nicholas Waugh, who I think is a value prop tonight, has been scoring. And Jack Eichel, we got to give him his credit right now, playing well, playing like the guy they need him to be if the Vegas Golden Knights are going to get to where they want to uh, later uh, this season. So they've won four in a row, and they're playing great team defense. One goal to Toronto allowed, two goals to San Jose, a shutout over Anaheim, one goal allowed to Winnipeg, and they're not giving up a ton of shots either. Helping out Logan Thompson, who will be the goalie tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. Looks like Charlie Lindgren for the uh, Washington Capitals. Not confirmed yet, but you would highly suspect that's the case after Darcy Kemper uh, got the nod last night against Carolina. Not that Lindgren's been bad. Lindgren's actually been solid so far uh, this year, but you just worry about how how sharp that team in front of him is going to be with the games they've played and now rolling in here uh, on the second night of uh, back-to-back games. Uh, it's been better than I thought, yet the numbers still aren't going to dazzle you. 3.08 goals against average, 925 save percentage uh, for Charlie Lindgren this year. So I like Vegas still, but i got to go for the show now purposes in regulation i would do that rather than lay the buck 55 
after the steep move. We're talking at least 30, 40 cent move here toward Vegas since late last night. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Golden Knights Capitals. Yeah, and I'm kicking myself for not betting this uh, right away last night as, as well. I got Vegas at even money and regulation this morning. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I kind of figured that we were going to see Lindgren. And like I said, we, we're getting to that point now in the season, which is, is great, where we can kind of anticipate the, the coaching moves for goalies as, as we talk about Shosturkin going back to back. But for the most part, uh, you know, most most coaches, we can kind of kind of read and react and predict what they're going to do with with the back to backs. And, and usually it's, it's this time of year we're going to see most coaches alternate. Uh, one to the other. So I could have gotten a better price, you know, last night, but, but I still like in a regulation. I think Vegas will come out firing. Uh, and like I said, Washington, I'm just still not sold on Washington, even being a a, a mid range team. They're, they're a mediocre team, a, a bad team in my, in my eyes. And I think Vegas uh, can exploit their, their lack of speed tonight. I think that's going to be the biggest uh, edge for the golden Knights here. So Vegas and regulation at even money. There you go. Vegas, <coughs> excuse me, in regulation. You've got damn it. This cough, man. It's still lingering every now and then for the, all these weeks. So just can't shake it. Once in a while, it pops up again. Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh uh, next up. Uh, this is ESPN, by the way. First of a doubleheader tonight on ESPN. The main ESPN network, by the way. Uh, Boston taking on Pittsburgh. Penguins minus 115 home favorites. Six the total uh, in this game. I mean, it seems like a pretty <laughs> cheap price for a team that's rolling right now. Uh, the Boston Bruins against a team that couldn't have had a worse road trip. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's, that is also returning home off that long road trip. So to me, I like Boston here, plus 105. You know, I've not bet the Bruins very much, if, if at all, this year because I expected them to be kind of a team to go against early in the season, and yet here they are, 8-1, and one, best record in the NHL, doing it in spite of having no Charlie McAvoy all season, missing Matt Grizzlick for a few games at the beginning of the year, missing Brad Marchand for a few games at the beginning of the year. They faced Columbus on a back-to-back. Uh, last week, shut out Columbus 4 nothing in a, in a game where they were down a couple of key players, including David Krejci, you know, who's on IR. So uh, this team just keeps on keeping on right now. Uh, the Boston Bruins playing some, obviously some really good hockey. And it sure helps that, look, show me a good goalie and I'll show you a good coach and I'll show you a good team, right? It's sometimes that simple uh, in the NHL. And uh, both goalies and especially the guy in net tonight, uh, for the Bruins, uh, Linus Allmark has been terrific this season. No denying that whatsoever. Um, we knew the guy always had some ability. Buffalo was hoping he'd be their number one for as long as he was in that organization, but things just never panned out. He's kind of been hot and cold here in his tenure with the Bruins. He's nothing but red, red hot right now uh, for this Bruins team to begin the year. 6-0-1, 1.70 goals against average, a 9.45 save percentage. For the Swede netminder here, Linus Allmark, just an absolutely outstanding uh, beginning to the year. His level of play has been off the charts right now, which kind of pales in comparison to Tristan Jari, who's the starter tonight for the Penguins. His play kind of faltered later in that road trip. 303 goals against 915 save percentage for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, obviously uh, a road trip to forget. Uh, they didn't play great defensively. They gave up six to Edmonton, four to Calgary, five to Vancouver, three to Seattle. Uh, so the defensive game kind of fell off. They also had uh, Gensel and Zucker banged up at the, for most of that road trip. They did come back against Seattle. I actually don't think they played that bad of a game against Seattle, but they ran into Martin Jones playing one of his 
best games I've seen him play in a very long period of time. I, I thought they deserved a better fate in that game, but that doesn't sugarcoat the fact or, or uh, st stop the uh, the fact that the Penguins are coming back home off a very long road trip here, uh, four games through Western Canada, not playing good hockey. Uh, obviously, they don't they want to stop the bleeding, and you'd expect urgency to be there. But you know what Rick Jenneret said when he retired from the Sabres broadcast booth: "The mind is willing, but the body is unable." That could be Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah, the mind's willing to snap the losing streak. Yeah, the mind is willing to show that desperation and that urgency to finally get off the schneid and win. But is the body uh, going to go along with that when you've been on a long road trip, uh, the air miles piling up, uh, and now you're back home for that first game? And, oh, you got to play you know, a team that's absolutely scorching right now, uh, the Boston Bruins. So I'm on the Bruins here at plus 105. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Boston-Pittsburgh? Yeah, I really like this Bruins spot too. And it's funny because we we talked about it at the end of the Penguins road trip about how, you know, I was hoping that to, for the Penguins to get a win, kind of wrap things up a little bit and, and be feeling a little bit better about themselves heading back home off of a long road trip. But they end up losing and like I said, they're just struggling now. They can't get out of their own way uh, and, and they're banged up. And now you're taking my Boston team, like I said, they're just, that's cruising right now. They've got everything rolling. Uh, you know, uh, McAvoy is due to come back in a month now. So that, you know, they got, you know, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel with some of these injuries. Marshand now being back in the lineup, you know, he's not going to play in back-to-backs, but, you know, he should be available for this game tonight. So the things are just going really well for the Boston Bruins, where I thought, you know, it, like I said, I, I was right there with you. I haven't been betting them or touching them because I thought uh, they were going to take a massive downturn. And for Pittsburgh, it's kind of almost, at least in the first few games, the opposite, where they started off hot and now they've cooled off to where I kind of thought they would eventually kind of cool off and fall off to. Like I said, this is an aging core, uh, you know, guys. And, and and now when we see the the three games and four nights, the five games and seven nights, you know, pile up, you know, will they start resting guys or or, or will guys just start kind of accumulating injuries and, 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 and you know, missing spots out of the lineup? That, that remains to be seen with Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, I probably won't have too many spots where I'm betting on Boston, but at a plus price still too. Uh, I'm definitely going with the Bruins here. For the uh, Penguins, by the way, I mean, we know that Boston that still has a couple guys out. McAvoy, McAvoy's close. Craig Smith is out for them as well. David Krejci, we know, has been placed on IR. We won't see him for a little bit. But for the Penguins, they've got no Jeff Carter tonight, and Chris Letang may miss the game due to an illness. Game time decision uh, for him tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins in this game. But, uh, yeah, as far as props go, too, we do have some line shuffling, and you know that always piques my interest when the bargain bin – uh, siren starts uh, uh, sounding whenever we see some line changes and we see some guys moving up the lineup. And tonight for Boston, that's Pavel Zaka, who will center the second line between David Posternock and uh, Taylor Hall uh, in this game tonight. So Zaka goal and points props make sense to me. You're going to get value with that uh, here tonight as he goes up to that second line spot, uh, centering that line tonight with David Krejci out. Zaka, by the way, to score a goal, I believe, is excellent value here tonight. Plus 380 at uh, DraftKings uh, for him to score a goal. 375 at uh, uh, at uh, BetMGM. So just outstanding value for a guy that's playing on the second line. You know, him to get a point pretty reasonable as well. So uh, that's definitely something to uh, keep an eye on, uh, take advantage of here, potentially here for the uh, Bruins tonight is uh, Pavel Zaka to score a goal and maybe to register uh, a point. Plus 400 at Bet365. Holy crap, even better uh, if you go to uh, Bet365 with the uh, prop on Pavel Zaka for the uh, Boston Bruins tonight. So, again, one of those situations where uh, he's moving up the lineup, second-line center, not priced like it. 
the kind of spots I love when it comes to the player props. All right, Montreal, Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus 240 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. I'm, I'm taking a little shot on Montreal here. Nothing big, just a couple of pennies, if you will, but I think there's some things that make sense here. Minnesota's back home off a little road trip, and Montreal lost at home to Minnesota last week. It's a little short turnaround uh, avenging spot for the uh, Canadians. Uh, and um, Montreal just continues to really show positive signs here under Marty St. Louis. I am impressed. I'm impressed with the firepower that we have suddenly seen from the Canadians here. I know St. Louis looks bad and they looked bad again last night. So, you know, maybe you don't want to draw too much attention to how good Montreal was Saturday night. That's now two just absolute, just abominably bad hockey games in a row from uh, the uh, St. Louis Blues. But nevertheless, don't take it all away from what Montreal did. Suzuki is playing well. Cole Caulfield is just a absolute dynamo right now uh, offensively. Uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, it's been one hell of a start to the season uh, for him. Uh, we figured he was going to need to be uh, tremendous, have a huge offensive season uh, for this team. Figured he might, and boy, he, has he ever. Seven goals already for the Canadiens this year uh, in just a handful of games. Uh, yeah, nine games uh, and seven goals so far uh, this season for Cole Caulfield. Two against the Blues, scored against Minnesota last week. Uh, now they've made the adjustment. I remember when Caulfield first joined this Canadians team uh, you, last year, uh, you were getting plus 300 or two years ago, you were getting plus 300, plus 350. Now you're getting them not even at plus 200 everywhere. So clearly they've made an adjustment as they should, that he's one of the elite goal scorers going right now. Uh, no question about that. So uh, when you look at Minnesota, uh, obviously uh, it's a team that's gotten things back on track, at least to a certain degree, three wins in their last four games. Uh, they won uh, three of the last four games of that uh, road trip against uh, Montreal, Ottawa, Chicago. Keep in mind, this has been a long road trip. This has been a long time away from uh, XL Energy Center for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they have not been back home since October 20th. So that's a pretty lengthy road trip. You're talking, you know, 11 days or so. Played in Boston, Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, Chicago. It's also going to be third game in four nights here for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, a little bit of a rest advantage for Montreal. I think it adds up here to take a shot with the Canadians at plus 210. Uh, obviously, we know this team early in the season struggled on the road, but they're starting to sort that out uh, in terms of their early season road woes. They've beaten Buffalo and St. Louis uh, in back-to-back -back, uh, road games uh, prior to tonight. I just like the price. I think in this particular spot and situation here, it's just a little bit too much of a number to be laying with the Minnesota Wild uh, against a Montreal team that we know has shown the ability to rise up here uh, and get the uh, job done uh, in these big uh, upset underdog spots here the last uh, couple of games. Yeah, a very good point by Isaac. Uri Slavkovsky, although I'm shocked that they've got him really uh, still, even though he scored against St. Louis, they've got him down there in the fourth line. So no promotion uh, for the uh, first overall pick in this past year's draft, even though he uh, got a goal for them the other night against the uh, Blues. But you know, sometimes with talent like that, even if he's going to play on a bottom six role, he's not going to need much ice time and he's not going to need many opportunities uh, to find the uh, back of the net. So uh, definitely, uh, I think, a spot where Montreal, and I know Montreal is, of course, our wild fan. Terry will point this out because he's the wild can do no wrong in his eyes, and they're always a good bet every night. But uh, nevertheless, yes, they have owned Montreal in 
Minnesota. There's no denying that whatsoever. They've won eight straight. They've won a lot of these in blowout fashion. I'd probably lean over the total as well. Coming back home, I could see Minnesota being a little bit sloppy as well. So I think the over could be in play, but I'm still going to take a shot here. Montreal in this game at a plus 210 uh, underdog price, just given the uh, exact situations we're dealing with on either side. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Canadians wild. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a pretty good back and forth game. And, and it's interesting you mentioned about Montreal, except they've had their struggles when playing here in St. Paul. And if I'm not mistaken, they're one of two teams that don't do the normal routine. They don't stay at the, the same hotel as everybody else in, in the rest of the league does when they come here. They do things a little bit differently, and then maybe that's the reason for that. I'm not sure. That, you know, Obviously, of course, we've seen better Minnesota teams playing against some worse Montreal teams over the years as well. That has a lot to do with it as well. But there's just kind of uh, whenever you look at teams doing particularly bad in one arena necessarily you kind of look at the overview of things you know whether it's you know they're usually coming in on the second of back-to-backs or if they have some kind of a routine that's slightly different and in this case with Montreal I believe that is the case but uh you know I think the offense is still going to show here and Minnesota for as well as they played defensively on the road they tend to just play at a higher pace themselves offensively at home which I think will lead to some chances going Put on a show right yeah, yeah. right and so you know that so that's the thing you know where you know we talk about teams struggle to travel with their defense, it seems like it's kind of the opposite. The Wild travel with their defense and kind of leave their offense at home. I think they'll pick that pace back up a bit, but I think the Habs will still you know at least fare well and at least be able to kind of keep things rolling early. So I'm looking at the first period over. Shop around for it too, uh, if you can find it. Plus one ten is the the price I'm I'm looking at. If you see one and a half, maybe try to wait in game, but play it very quickly. It hasn't worked out lately uh, for me. I, I did it yesterday. I was able to get a plus price with that Red Wings. Uh, Saber game, which as insane as the final was, they was only one goal in the first period. So, uh, you know, like I said, you know, you're still taking a, a chance here, but you want to give yourself at least the, you know, minimal risk and, and don't lay 150. Try to get a, a much better price adjusted. Uh, but I think this one should cash over two, honestly, just not as, as well as one and a half. But I want to try to insulate myself. I'm going to give out two for the show, like I've done before, but I'm going to try and play a one and a half live at a better price option. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, uh, Ryan Hartman out tonight suffered an injury against Chicago uh, on uh, Sunday night in that game against the uh, Blackhawks. Upper body injury uh, and won't play here uh, tonight against the uh, Montreal uh, Canadiens. I think that was in a fight that happened or a, or a, it was it was a short in, it was fight. In, it was in that scrum, uh, scrum yeah. the scrum that happened where when Domi went after Jost, he got, yeah. he got hit in, in, in that scrum, so. Yeah, exactly. So Hartman out tonight. Marcus Foligno's missed the uh, last game as well. He'll remain out. So, you know, Hartman is uh, someone they miss just because he gets things going, energy, throws the weight around, uh, and offensively he can chip in every now and then. So he will he will uh, miss his presence on the ice. Uh, I don't tonight. think they're going to miss him as much. I mean, that's, that's his game. But lately he has been kind of absent from the score sheet. And when he does throw the body around, he's got himself in trouble and got them in, 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 you know, in the penalty box. So right. he might be, you know, not long term. Obviously, you want him back in, but for tonight, he could possibly be an addition by subtraction. You know, guys kind of step up a little bit. Maybe he can kind of sort his game out, get healthy, and, and get back to like I said, being that agitator, but also being a guy who can chip in as a top six forward as well. So he he's, he hasn't been his his self, or at least what we saw from last year. Right. And, you know, we're still wondering to see if, if that was just kind of a, a blip in his career or is he going to kind of regress back to being more of that middle line kind of checking and grinding player? Oh, you know what I'm going to do instead of the um, instead of putting the entire uh, amount of my uh, wager here on Montreal money line, I'm going to do the split. 
uh, with the team total. And I'm going to start doing that a lot more lately with some of these yeah. big dogs where you're going to see games where they cash the team total, it goes over, but they still lose the hockey game. And you don't want to be in a spot where your entire bet goes down the tubes with the money line when you could have also put a little something on the team total over and it would have won. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to split it with the money line plus 210. And the team total, Alex, Montreal team total at Pinnacle is over two and a half plus 102 plus Bryce on wow. an over two and a half. That's amazing. And even and even some other books, I'm looking minus a dollar twenty. That's that's a, a great. If, that's honestly something to just keep in mind in general. If you're looking at an underdog that's you know larger than plus 160, 170, chances are you're going to have that team total unless you're talking about two teams that just freewheel and go back and forth. And you're talking about a total of seven, but you're going to most likely get a two and a half at either a cheap price that you have to lay or a plus price. So if you think a, a underdog had the shot to win, yeah, that over the team total over two and a half, uh, if you can get that, that's something to definitely kind of kind of keep in mind with some of these bigger dogs as we move forward. Yeah, and to, um, by the way, your goalie matchup here is Allen for uh, Montreal, Fleury for Minnesota. But, hey, Mark andre uh, we're not in Montreal anymore where you stand on your head every time you right. play this uh, – every time you play their period, doesn't matter who you play, uh, you end up playing out of your mind good. Now you're back in Minnesota, and you're right about the Minnesota home games, Alex. I'm looking at them. Every home game went over the total before this long road trip for Minnesota. Every one of their home games went over the total. They scored goals, and they gave up a bunch. So I think the over six and a half is worth a look here. It probably is in play, uh, this game going up and over the uh, total, especially when you saw the game last week in Montreal go under. I like to see the reverse happen usually a lot of times when it's a quick rematch situation like within right. a week like we're seeing here. Yeah, and Flurry's home road splits are, have been, you know, uh, awful. You know, we usually talk about team uh, a goalie playing better at home than on the road, like like a Carter Hart, for example. Yeah. But uh, you know, look, one and one with a five point nine six goals against in three starts at, at home with three as opposed to a three and zero oh with a two point four one on the road. So that's something we have to kind of look back. If, if Flurry struggles tonight, we have to kind of keep that in mind that Flurry has been playing better on the road than here at St. Paul. Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing with every team that was a playoff team last year, there's nights that they're not, they, they don't have it. And I'm not saying Minnesota's not going to have it tonight, but I think they're going to be pushed by uh, Montreal in that game. And yes, before we leave that game, yes, there are two props. Kirby Doc's up to the top line for Montreal. I think he's worth a look tonight with that uh, line movement being made by Marty St. Louis. Uh, you can get him to score a goal at plus. Oh my goodness. Is that really, is that for real? Plus 450. For for Kirby Doc, yes, Kirby Doc plus four fifty. I I can't believe that he's on the top line for Montreal. Oh my goodness! And 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 Terry's right on the Terry's right on with what he just said too in the chat about Mason Shaw for the Minnesota Wild yeah. moving up to the second line. He's worth a shot too, in my opinion, from a uh, prop standpoint tonight. Plus three seventy five. Caesars has plus five seventy five for Mason Shaw playing wow. on the second line. Uh, to score a goal tonight. Oh my goodness. The uh, bargain bin is lighting up folks uh, right before our eyes here with these uh, goal score. But doesn't mean they're going to hit obviously, but I mean, you talk about advantageous situations at great prices. You don't get much better than Shaw for Minnesota and doc. Yeah. For Montreal doc, yeah I've got bet online has doc at 400 as well. So uh, I might, I might jump right in with you on that. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's uh look, we, you know, I feel so frustrated that Buffalo with eight goals last night against Detroit and I had Ocposo playing on the top line. He's getting assists and apples all over the place for Tage Thompson's 
unbelievable night. Three goals, three assists, six points, but not one goal out of him, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for Kyle Ocpozo last night. But he still had a great game. He's worth betting prop-wise again next Buffalo game, even though he didn't score last night. Uh, it's going to hit if he keeps playing well on that uh, top line. But uh, Velarde hit last night. That was a good 325 again with him. That's what you look for. You get just one or two of these to hit at these prices, and it's going to make for a nice uh, night of profits with the props. Uh, all right, now we can finally turn the page. We got New York Islanders, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Islanders minus 200 road favorites in this game, six being the total uh, across the board here in this one. I'm going to take a shot with the over here, which I don't normally do with the Islanders, and which I definitely don't normally do when it's a six involving the Islanders. But yes. I'm going to here uh, in this instance. I think when you look at the Islanders, if you believe in you know the advanced numbers, there are numbers that point to them not being the elite defensive team that they've been in years past. They've been a little given up, you know, their expected goals against danger chances allowed numbers like that have gone up for the New York Islanders uh, this year. Uh, and we saw, of course, obviously they've gone over the total, believe it or not in two straight games, six, two win over the uh, hurricanes, five, four win over Colorado. You know, there is something I am starting to notice here with Lane Lambert as opposed to Barry Trotz. Lambert's not that rigid. You are going to definitely play a tight-to-the-vest style of play. He's letting the horses out of the stable, you know, yeah. a little bit more here with the New York Islanders. You know, if you want to push the transition game a little bit more, we'll let you do it. You know, we still obviously want defensive fundamentals and principles. That's not going to go away with Lane Lambert all those years, maybe in an assistant with trots, but he's letting the team have a little bit more, maybe creativity and flow offensively. Defensemen are activating a little bit more too. You're seeing Noah Dobson jumping in the play a lot from the blue line in the Islander games that I've seen uh, this year. He's probably worth a look as a bargain bin proper, at least to get a point because Noah Dobson, I keep singing his praises, rightfully so. Uh, he keeps getting better. He has three goals, three assists, of this season, he scored in the uh, last game against Colorado, and he had five shots on goal. So you talk about a defenseman that's got the green light to shoot the puck uh, at any time he wants. Uh, you're seeing that right now for uh, Dobson with the uh, Islanders. But you know, you look at the Islanders all of a sudden. Really, they put out Wallstrom, <coughs> excuse me, on the top line, and since they've done that, they've all of a sudden gotten the goals to come in. Five against the Colorado Avalanche, six against Carolina, uh, and I'm on Wallstrom again, as you know. As long as they keep placing him on the top line for this Islanders team, uh, I think he's going to be worth a look from a goal score uh, prop standpoint with Barzell and Bailey uh, on the uh, top line uh, for uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, let me see what the price is. They haven't made huge adjustments on Oliver Wallstrom. He's usually been 300 to 400. Oh, they moved, they moved it down a little bit, but you can still get plus 300 points bet, plus 330 fan duel. So still a very good price for Wallstrom. Someone playing on the top line once again tonight for the Islanders. I think the Islanders find the back of the net here. A lot of teams are finding the back of the net lately against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Staylock, by the way, uh, confirmed in net for the Blackhawks. It will be Ilya Sorokin uh, taking uh, the net tonight for the uh, New York Islanders. His numbers are pretty solid. 2.21 uh, goals against average, 933 save percentage. But Chicago right now continues to find ways to light the lamp. And you look at them in their home games albeit they're facing an Islander team that, you know, sometimes can be uh, stingy, although I don't think they're playing nearly as stingy de defense as they have in the past so far this year. Chicago, their last several games, four, five, four, five, three, three, 
I mean, three goals plus now the Blackhawks uh, in seven straight games. You know, that's telling you that they, you know, Domi and Radish. Uh, obviously, Patrick Kane's always a threat. I mean, they've got multiple players stepping up for them. Athanasiu uh, has been chipping in lately as well. The Greek Stallion as I like to call them. So uh, definitely it's a Chicago team that's got offensive confidence themselves. So I'm going to take a rare Islander over, and uh, it's something I'm going to monitor moving forward because we always think Islanders, under team, under team, under team, very good defense, shaky offense. Well, defense hasn't been as locked down, and suddenly the offense has come to life the last few games. So that's the reason I'm going to look at this game uh, up and over the total of six here, uh, Islanders and Blackhawks. Nothing on the side for me. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I'm right there with you on over six, but I also like this game to go in overtime. I like the regulation draw here at plus 360, plus 355, shop around and grab anywhere in that range. Uh, three of the last five meetings have gone to overtime or a shootout. Back to back shootout games or over, in overtime games for the Blackhawks. And like I said, you know, there's going to be some back and forth uh, momentum. Like I said, the Islanders, they play their kind of open style, uh, a more open style than we've seen. Uh, with with trots where with Lambert he's letting them they said let the horses run a little bit in Chicago they've just been uh, way more offensive minded in the last few games and you know the absence of Seth Jones even though he hasn't been uh, a shutdown defenseman but that is definitely going to be something that is notably missed and Staylock for as well as he has played he's still shown some signs of giving up some soft goals in games you know uh, games that they've that they've won or, or stayed competitive in the goals that he has let in haven't been. Uh, necessarily goals that that you know any goalie wouldn't would have been beaten by. So I like the over six at even money, and I like the regulation draw, which means you could even take a, a tiny shot, you know, put a little pizza money on on uh, a, a correct score regulation three three. You get that we hit both of our of our plays, and then you get a little bit extra. So uh, maybe toss something on that as well. But I like over six for and uh, and regulation draw. I got plus three fifty five for that. All right, there we go. Liking the the draw at a nice plus price. And remember, uh, Alex had a winner with uh, Winnipeg Vegas on Sunday night with the draw. So the, the drop in play potentially here and both of us liking the over. All right, LA Kings, Dallas Stars. We've got Dallas minus 140, uh, home favorites, six, six and a half the total uh, in this game, depending on where you look. Uh, clear Dallas spot, no question about that. Uh, when you talk about they haven't played since Saturday afternoon, uh, that 6-3 to three loss to the New York Rangers, a game where uh, they actually uh, ended up losing Jake Ottinger, uh, their goaltender, uh, in that game uh, due to injury. Scott Wedgwood had to come in, and Ottinger's going to miss at least a week, it, it looks like, and uh, he'll be uh, reevaluated at that point, but uh, definitely going to miss him with the way he had been playing, just magnificent in net. You'll get Scott Wedgwood basically getting most of the starts uh, for in the time being for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, 0-2, 4.29 goals against, 880 save percentage. The numbers for Wedgwood this year. So that's what's going to keep me off Dallas here. They are rested, and at the price as well, minus 140. Uh, especially considering L.A., the way they're playing now. and They played really well away from home. Uh, Todd McClellan's team actually is 4-2 and two, uh, on the road this year. You know They've played arguably even better uh, on the road than they have at home. They absolutely thumped the St. Louis Blues. Five to one last night to open up this mini three-game uh, road trip, which concludes in Chicago uh, on uh, Thursday night. But tonight, you know, LA has been playing good hockey. They've uh, certainly been lighting the lamp offensively. You look at this stretch of play, play for them since they returned home uh, from that previous road trip they had. They've scored four, 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 and five uh, in four straight games. So 
They're playing really good hockey. I'll tell you what, even though it's a Dallas spot, I'm actually tempted at two and a half with a King team total over in this game. Uh, two and a half. That way I don't have to worry about whether they win the game or not, you know, which I don't know if they will. I got, and I actually lean a full game over as well because Dallas, you would think tonight, a tired Kings team defensively could be able to find the back of the net. The over two and a half for the Kings team totals minus 134 at Pinnacle. I lean to the full game over. I was interested, believe it or not, pregame in Dallas with Dallas on the money line, but not with Wedgwood now in that and not at the price either. I mean, it got to the point where minus 140. Uh, I don't love that price. Uh, in uh, this game quite as much, but uh, we'll lean to a small look toward the uh, Kings team total. I mean, uh, over two and a half, it's one of those situations where even though it's a back-to-back, I worry about this spot for LA. You cannot deny what they have done offensively. I mean, when's the last time they have scored? They have scored just below uh, three goals once, and that was a 6-1 loss against Pittsburgh. You know, other than that, since October 15th, uh, they have scored at least three goals in every game. And that's all I need for the team total. So I think it's worth a look. Kings team total over and a full game over split for me. It's probably what I'm going to be targeting rather than the side. Uh, And of course, you know what I'm targeting prop wise, Mr. Gabe Velarde, you know it. Uh, We cashed it again yesterday. Just a remarkable season. This guy wasn't even assured of being on the roster before the season started for the LA Kings. Look at him now. He's got eight goals on the season. He's right there among the league leaders in scoring uh, in the NHL. Eight goals, five assists, 13 points already for this guy, and minimal adjustment when it comes to his goal score prop, which I still got at plus 325 yesterday. It's finally starting to tumble. The best price you can get right now is plus 280 uh, with Gabe Bellardi. It's finally starting to come down. The 300s are, are disappearing finally. It's about fucking time. Where have you been? You've been under a rock? You know, the last uh, several weeks, it's about time the price got adjusted. I'm not happy about it, but it's about time from an odds maker standpoint. They made some adjustment with this guy. They finally have, but even at plus 280 with as hot as a pistol as Gabe Velarde is right now, very difficult uh, to not uh, bet that goal scorer prop. Consider Kaliev for L.A. Grunstrom. Some of these depth guys on the Dallas side of things, Wyatt Johnston is getting chances. He scored a couple of times, and again, you're getting great value on his player props and again he doesn't have many games left to showcase himself because dallas is going to have to make a decision whether to send him back to junior or not but he's chipped in multiple goals and wyatt johnston for dallas you can get at plus 380 in some spots to score tonight uh, alex what do you think here la dallas yeah i like this over six at, at 120 like I said with wedgwood and net and the king's offense uh but i think dallas will also be a little bit more inclined offensively especially after the way that they kind of just laid that egg in that game against the rangers i think they'll be more inclined to get their offensive production up a little bit and and increase their shot shots on goal as well so i think this is gonna be a good back and forth pace maybe catch la you know uh kind of feeling themselves after what was a, i think a great win 5-1 uh jonathan quick once again making some big saves stepping up against st louis something he's done virtually his whole, his whole career. Like I said, the the brilliance, you know, they come in flashes with, with quick. Sometimes he can have a, 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 you know, a stinker of a game, and then sometimes he can kind of go back into his vintage mode and make some big saves. And that's what he did, especially late in that contest uh, last night. So I don't know if he'll get the, the start again. More likely probably be looking toward Cal Peterson. 
Peterson's been okay. Uh, like I said, they're still kind of rotating between the two guys because no one has really stepped up and, you know, taken the reins of being just the number one overall. And with Quick's age and, and you know, health concerns, his, you know, issues with his groin over the years, you want to keep him fresh and healthy. So more likely going to see Peterson and, and more than likely we can kind of have the Kings as one of those teams I talked about earlier. You know, we can predict that if they we see one goalie one night, that second half, we're going to see the other guy starting. So uh, I like this over six. Uh, nothing will decide. Like I said, you know, if you like Kings, your probably best bet's probably to go with the the the, the uh, team total. Same thing with Dallas. I don't want to take them in regulation. Uh, if you like them, maybe look for a team total or, or try to look for any game uh, price. Maybe you know you watch the game and see LA scores first, you get a, a better adjusted number for Dallas to come at. All right, Nashville, Edmonton. We've got the Oilers minus one sixty five home favorite, six and a half uh, being the uh, total uh, in this game. The uh, Oilers, of course, coming off another. Hotly contested edition of the uh, Battle uh, of Alberta, a 3-2 to two victory, their fourth straight win for the Edmonton Oilers. Remember, they had that 2 nothing shutout loss against uh, St. Louis at home, and they have won four straight uh, ever since then, beating Pittsburgh, beating St. Louis on the road in the rematch, Chicago, uh, and then the win against Calgary, 3-2. to two. And another great performance Saturday night in net from Stuart Skinner for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Outstanding. Uh, once again, he was in between the pipes. But back we go to Jack Campbell tonight uh, for the Oilers, who has been confirmed as the uh, starting goalie tonight uh, for the uh, Oilers. Uh, should be UC Soros, you would expect, for uh, Edmonton. But again, when it comes to Jack Campbell, the pressure's on him because he's continuing to play up and down, more down than up, honestly, this year. Uh, remember that last start, they won with Jack Campbell, but he still gave up five goals uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks uh, last week, so it's been a it's been a struggle. It's been an adjustment for Jack uh, with his new team. Three point eight eight goals against average and an eight eighty eight save percentage here uh, for Campbell coming into this game. Uh, obviously, off the uh, big win against Calgary, returning home from that little uh, three game uh, roadie uh, for this one against uh, Nashville. Predators continue to struggle. Uh, they have had a rough, rough start to the season. Three and six uh, so far this season for Nashville. They beat St. Louis on a back-to-back with Thomas Grice in net. Maybe I was thinking that that was going to be a turning point for Nashville. And what happened? They play Washington, a team that lost Oshie and Carlson to injuries Saturday night. And they still shut out the Nashville Predators. A three nothing in that game. So so much for the St. Louis win uh, being a bit of a positive and a momentum booster uh, for the Predators. That being said, I do like something involving Nashville tonight. I'm going to take their team total over two and a half here in this game tonight. This is just we haven't seen Jack Campbell shut the door yet. We do have a team that is coming off a shutout loss. So you know that the focus is going to be we got to score goals here. You know, we can't get shut out again. We got to get our offense going. And I could see Edmonton having some slip-ups defensively tonight. You know, after the uh, win against Calgary, you know, I could see this being a little bit difficult uh, for Edmonton now to muster up that same emotion, intensity, focus at the defensive end. And we've seen this with Edmonton. They win a few games. Things start to look good again. They come home. They're facing a struggling Nashville team. And it's a it's a battle for them, and they're making gaffes with the puck, and they're giving up easy, you know, weeks loose coverage in their own end. I've seen this a bunch from Edmonton, and they've got a goalie that is fighting the puck a little bit. 
in for them tonight. So you can get Nashville uh, at Pin- uh, Pinnacle is always one of the bargains for these team totals. Two and a half. Uh, you got to lay a little juice, but minus one fifty nine. I don't mind it uh, because I think there's a very good chance we get uh, three goals tonight uh, from this Nashville Predators team. So. Uh, rather than trusting Nashville to win the game, which I do not uh, against this Edmonton team, uh, I would rather just go team total. think they can get to three goals because as we've seen with Jack Campbell, he's given up five to Chicago. He's given up four to Carolina, uh, three to Pittsburgh, four to Calgary, three to Vancouver. Uh, he's given up basically three goals or more in almost every start. So I think the two and a half number, the Nashville team total is worth a look. Alex, what do you think here, Preds, Oilers? Yeah, I, I get where, you, where you're coming from looking at Campbell with that in, in that vein and, and saying that, you know, he's he struggled. Can he get things right? But I think this might be the spot where him and the Oilers, you know, obviously the Oilers continue to roll, but I think they can, I think Campbell can really get his, his bearings under him in this spot because uh, the Oilers have dominated Nashville over the years. And this is not your average Nashville team. This is a Nashville team that's really worse. Uh, this is a national team that doesn't have that resiliency to kind of punch back after having uh, a bad loss or a shutout loss. I, I don't trust in them to do that. I trust in them to kind of lose in bunches. That, that, that's kind of the decline I, I anticipated from them at the beginning of the season. So uh, I definitely like Edmonton here. I played them in regulation minus $1.15. I like that first period over at two around plus 110, plus 115. Like I said, if Campbell should falter, I think it'll, it'll happen earlier than later. I think he'll maybe settle in over time and with Nashville I just see goals a, a bunch everybody in the chat talking about how Leon Dreisaitl was dominated against Nashville 17 uh, goals in nine games uh that's a, a hell of a run and for Edmonton of course to keep winning they're gonna need Dreisaitl and McDavid to, to step up and if this is the team that they, they play well against maybe that's somebody to look for from a player prop perspective but I just think overall the Oilers put together a good win and uh take care of business in 60 so I like the Oilers uh, regulation money, money line minus a dollar fifteen, and I like that first period over two at any plus price between plus ten and plus one fifteen. There you go, first period over, and Edmonton in regulation for Alex uh, with the uh, Oilers and the Predators. For me, there is one prop I like for Edmonton: the Nuge top line. He's producing. He's almost plus three hundred in a lot of places to score a goal. He's got it going a little bit right now for the uh, Oilers and taking advantage uh, of playing on the Oiler top line. Uh, in recent games. Uh, so I would say keep rocking with that. Uh, we've cashed a couple now with the Nuge since he's been moved up by Jay Woodcroft to that top line alongside Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Uh, so definitely something to uh, keep in mind here that uh, Nuge, Nuge and Hopkins has certainly uh, been producing a lot more these last few games since that move uh, up the uh, lineup for uh, Edmonton. All right, Seattle and Calgary. We've got the uh, Flames minus 220. Home favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, hopefully, Jonathan Huberto doesn't have to take a shit in the first period uh, of this uh, game tonight uh, after what happened, to, uh, according to the head coach, Daryl Sutter, uh, in the uh, last game uh, against Edmonton. But Calgary probably wins this game. They're off that uh, 3-2 loss to Edmonton. I uh, don't trust Seattle against good hockey teams yet. I mean, uh, when you look at the uh, Seattle Kraken victories, Recently, they they faced Buffalo at the end of the long road trip. They beat them 5-1. The win against Pittsburgh as well, same thing. I mean, Pittsburgh at the end of a very long road trip. And really, they did get outplayed. It was just Martin Jones rose up to the occasion and had one of his best games and, and was able to, uh, uh, you know, hold on, hold off Pittsburgh, and they were able to get the 3-1 win uh, in that game. Uh, so 
Seattle's really taken advantage of bad spots, you know, for the opposition uh, with each of their last uh, two wins. That's not necessarily going to be the case here. Calgary's rested. They're off the loss. Dan Vladar in net. I have no issues with Dan Vladar. Dan Vladar is capable, in my opinion. Uh, his numbers so far, 3.03 goals against 896 save percentage. But keep in mind, uh, the one start he made was against Edmonton, and I thought he played pretty well in that game. Honestly, he held that team to three goals, and they won that game. Uh, the Buffalo game was a game where actually relief, came in relief of uh, Markstrom. Uh, that night so really he's only had the one start this year which was the Edmonton game so he really is he's 1-0 as a starter uh, this year uh, Dan Vladar won that Edmonton game for the uh, uh, Calgary Flames in Edmonton early in the season so yeah Hubert that's pretty funny there Hubert O'Shits over 0.5 yeah very good Poe Buddy Snurfick well done my friend uh, yeah I mean definitely when I look at this game I think Calgary wins am I going to rush to lay the regulation line or the puck line I've made a lot of money this year I'm not going to push it tonight uh, I'm going to just lean Calgary in regulation here in this game. This is more of a prop game for me. I would actually consider the over here a little bit because we got Joey Decord uh, confirmed in net tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Keep in mind, Philip Grubauer is on IR, and uh, Chris Drieger, of course, has been on IR forever. And Martin Jones has been getting all the starts lately, but they got to give him a rest at some point, and he's now going to make his season debut tonight for Seattle. Uh, Joey Decord, last year, uh, Decord, uh, 0-4, 4.3 goals against average, 850 save percentage uh, in his starts last year. So it wasn't very uh, reliable, if you will, for the uh, Kraken uh, in net. So this could be a, this could be an overspot, honestly. And maybe with Decord confirmed in net, I actually might look at a 3.5 team total for the Calgary Flames over at minus 130, minus 135. Actually, with Decord confirmed, I'm... I wasn't going to take Calgary in any form. I'm tempted by the team total. And this is another great situation. Perfect example. Why lay minus 220? And why even lay, you know, a little bit of an expensive price in regulation, which could be minus 138 in some spots, when you can take Calgary over three and a half? I'm seeing minus 120 at Pinnacle with the team total over three and a half. I mean, that's your best, I think, option if you're going to endorse the Flames tonight. So I might jump on that Flames team total over three and a half, minus 120. Alex, what are you thinking here? Cracking Flames. Yeah, that makes total sense. Like I said, Decord's kind of a, a bit of a wild card. Of course, you know, the year before he ended up getting picked up by Seattle, he missed the year, had, uh, you know, ACL reconstructive surgery and, and kind of took some time. So, you know, you just wonder, you know, where the trajectory of, of him is, is going as just a, a goaltender of the league. With that being said, and, and Vladar, I don't think he's cooked. I know uh, it's saw uh, Jared Rubel in the chat saying that, you know, Vladar had a, a strong, uh, you know, preseason, but he just hasn't had the time to, to really get into it. He was very good against Edmonton, I thought. That yeah, game, he, he yeah, gave I, up pretty good. I do too. And, and I still think this is, you know, this, the, you know, one of the strengths of Calgary is the fact that they have a good goaltending tandem back and forth with Vladar uh, and Markstrom. So, I, like I said, I think this number's a bit inflated, and that's because of the cord obviously getting the start for the Kraken. I like this first period over, but I want to grab it live. I don't even want to lay 150. I want to wait, and, and we might be able to even get this at a bigger plus price or even a half a goal if we see if we see the, the defense kind of really clamp down because of, like I said, with a third-string goal, and maybe Seattle realizes, hey, we got to just be a bit more mindful defensively. Let's keep the puck in, in front of us rather than behind us uh, a bit more. And, and make sure to, to you know have clean breakouts, especially against a defensive team like Calgary. So I think 
you might be able to get a, a good shot with a, especially if you have like a bad MGM, maybe even a one uh, over any game. So you just get, just need the one goal to push and, and a second goal to, to get you over there. So, so definitely a live spot for some first period overs, uh, depending on what book you have. But that's the only thing I'm going to look at here. Like the Calgary team total over makes total sense. If, if the cord's not sharp, then they should be able to kind of maybe name their score against them. Yeah, good points there. If you're going to bet Seattle props, load up on the top line. That's the only line doing anything right now offensively, consistently, I mean, uh, for Seattle. Jaden Schwartz is on fire. I mean, that's someone to consider right now for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He has really been uh, good offensively uh, of late. If they're going to score goals, it's going to be probably that trio. It's going to be Jaden Schwartz. It's going to be Jordan Eberle who finally scored. And it's going to be Matty Beneers, of course, who has been uh, very good uh, of late scoring goals in bunches. Beneers and Schwartz in particular are pretty good options. You know, they expected uh, Burakovsky to give them uh, a shot in the arm offensively, and he's kind of been quiet the last several games. He's gone five of the last six games without a goal. Uh, they expected offense too when they got him from Columbus, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, but you haven't been able to find him with a telescope on the ice the last several games. He's on a bit of a drought. Uh, failing to score in nine straight games uh, for the Seattle Kraken. So, again, if Seattle's going to score, you got to look at Beniers and, and Schwartz in particular. I think those two guys. For Calgary, there's a couple of props that fit the Ian Cameron bargain bin four factors. Guys moving up the lineup. Andrew Mangiapane, top line tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. You know we like those situations. Take advantage of them. He'll be playing with uh, Kadri. And Kadri, by the way, is the first-line center tonight for the first time all season, bumping Lindholm down to the second line center spot, which makes sense. Lindholm's kind of been, you know, underwhelming to begin the year after an incredible season last year. And we know Sutter loves Kadri as he should. kadri has been terrific so far. So Kadri's now the top line center uh, and Mangiapane will be his right wing mate uh, on that top line. It'll be Kadri, Mangiapane uh, on that uh, top line, as well as Huberto on the left side. And here's one that we're really, it's a bit of a reach here, but he's playing with Lindholm and Toffoli on the second line tonight. The big rig, Milan Lucic for the Calgary Flames, a second line opportunity uh, for him tonight in a top six role. And I saw him set up Brett Ritchie for a great goal uh, against Edmonton Saturday night. And and you know what? You put him up with, in players that, you know, can are offensively good, like a Lindholm and Toffoli, he could go crash the net. The puck can hit him in his rear end or off of his back or off a, a, a leg or a shin or something and go in the net because he crashes the net and he ends up scoring a goal in that fashion. And if that happens, you could cash a plus 500 or plus 550 ticket with Milan Lucic tonight to score a goal, which is where his price is in a lot of spots. So there you go. That's a reach. We know this is not uh the second coming of uh austin matthews or anything when it comes to scoring goals but what we know about milan lucic is he's playing with good players offensively he's going to crash the net that's what he always does and he could have something bank in off him and find the back of the net tonight and keep in mind the matchup too talking about a guy who hasn't played net for a while and had weak uh, rough numbers when he did play last year so Milan Lucic, again, that real bargain bin look tonight for the Flames. All right, New Jersey, Vancouver. Uh, New Jersey minus 115 road favorite, six and a half the total. I don't want to step in front of either team, honestly. Uh, New Jersey starting the road trip. They're playing good hockey. They're Every metric and advanced number known to man 
to evaluate defensive performance and prowess, whether it's expected goals against danger chances, all of that. They've got New Jersey painted as a top five to 10 defensive team right now, believe it or not. Crazy that is to think. We never think New Jersey as a good defensive team, but boy, the numbers bear that out right now. And I think a big reason why they've improved defensively too is they're getting a save or two now uh, from Vitek Vanacek, which they were not getting, obviously, from Mackenzie Blackwood consistently. But no, this has been a New Jersey team that has been playing some real steady hockey. Remember, they were actually chanting Lindy Ruff, you know, fire Lindy Ruff the first couple home games there when things were really uh, uh, rough to begin the season. Uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, things have turned around. They're 6-1 and one in their last seven games. Uh, it's been a nice run for the uh, Devils. They shut out Colorado, one nothing. That's very hard to do. And then they pummeled Columbus 7-1 to one, uh, on Sunday afternoon. So this Devils team is playing well. But don't look now. And I said the moment they beat Seattle and got that first win of the season, watch the Canucks go on a run. Uh, from here and put some wins together. And sure enough, they followed it up even on a back-to-back after that first win of the season against Seattle. They beat Pittsburgh 5-1, to one, very impressive fashion. So I don't want to fade either team. So it's an easy pass for me from a side perspective. Lean slightly to the over, but more than anything, this is going to be a prop game for me. And there are some opportunities. New Jersey, Fabian Zetterland, top line. He scored against Columbus playing on that top line for the uh, New Jersey Devils. You're getting great prices with him once again. There's been very little adjustment. He's plus 460 in some spots to score a goal tonight. Playing on the top line for the New Jersey Devils. Absolute terrific value right there for Zetterland. Playing with Heeshear and Tatar on the second line. I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of Jesper Bratt. That guy is a streaky bastard when it comes to scoring goals. And right now he's on the good side of the streak. He had a slump to begin the year. He's got it rocking right now for the uh, Devils. He's plus 260 uh, in some spots to score a goal tonight. So Jesper Bratt uh, is worth a look, in my opinion. Eric Howell is moving up to the second line. Could maybe look in his direction for a goal score prop. Miles Wood at plus 350, by the way, for him. Miles Wood for New Jersey is going to get power play time. He's plus 400 in some spots. And here's the real bargain bin. Nate Bastion, plus 550. Don't be bashful with Nate Bastion for the New Jersey Devils, plus 550 to score a goal. Number one power play unit. They've got him out there, uh, it looks like. And it's the reason why is because he's a big guy. He gets a net front presence, you know, screens the goaltender. And that's sometimes how you can get goals, you know, tip-ins and deflections. So, a lot of good prop options for New Jersey tonight. For Vancouver, Kuzmenko is probably worth a look. He's starting to get it going. Mikheyev as well. And I'm taking a shot with Jack Studnika, who is going to who just recently got traded from Boston to Vancouver and is going to make his Canucks debut tonight, playing on the third line. But he is very motivated and and a player to show what he can do. That things didn't go well in Boston, but this was a guy that has some offensive upside. It didn't show with Boston on a consistent basis. I'm going to roll the dice that Jack Studnika has a nice debut, an impactful debut for the Vancouver Canucks tonight. And you can get him at plus 575 at Caesars to get a goal. So this is a great prop game, in my opinion. Uh, Alex, what do you think? New Jersey, Vancouver? This is a pass for me. I, I've already got quite a few plays, and, and I didn't really like anything in this spot. So it's just a, just a pass. You're on mute, Ian.
Oh, sorry about that. I'm on mute. I apologize yeah. for that. There we go. Uh, I was just saying, nothing wrong with Alex passing uh, with that last game on a big card like this. Florida, Arizona at Mullet Arena. Florida minus 300 road favorites, six and a half the total in this one. You know, this is one of those games that I don't have a big feel for it, side or totals wise. I mean, Florida should win the game. I mean, it's not like we trust Arizona to win these home games uh, necessarily, especially when, as Alex duly noted last game with the Rangers, lot, or yesterday on the recap, a lot of Ranger fans that were there uh, for the game Sunday night, totally drowning out whatever Coyote fans or Arizona State college students are there or whatever the fuck. You know, the road fans were outweighing the uh, home fans, so it's not much of a home ambiance, if you ask me, uh, for the Coyote. Uh, Florida should win, but I'm not laying this kind of price. Maybe a Panther team total if I'm going to get involved in anything, but this is more of a prop game. There are a couple props that I like here. Brandon Montour, number one power play, quarterback of the power play since Aaron Ekblad went out. He's starting to score goals and get points, whether it's a goal prop, whether it's points. Brandon Montour from the blue line for Florida, I think it's great value right now uh, in terms of uh, props uh, moving forward. You look at since he's been getting more minutes, getting the number one power play unit, uh, just you know, really driving the offense more with the absence of Ekblad. Look what he's done. He's gotten five points in the last three games, and he scored in back-to-back games for the Panthers. So Brandon Montour for Florida, the defenseman. I don't bet a lot of defenseman props or goal scorer props, but this one makes sense to me. Alex, what do you think, Florida, Arizona? Yeah, this is going to be a look for a live first period over. Like I said, I'm kind of writing that with this Arizona home uh, stand. They're one and one so far. And like I said, this is going to be interesting to see because the first game, of course, the, 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 the grand debut of the building, Tons of Arizona fans. Last game, nothing but mostly uh, blue shirts fans with, with the Rangers. Now you got Florida. You know their fans just now started filling up their own arena in the last couple of years. You certainly won't have too many people traveling uh, necessarily. But you know, will it be an Arizona crowd? Will it be an empty crowd? Will it be kind of a, a quiet you know atmosphere? So that's something that remains to be seen. But uh, like I said, the the quote that rang out, and it was the same thing from the the players with. The New York Rangers, as it was with the guys for the Coyotes and some of the guys for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, about you know this rink, it feels faster because of the smaller size. And one of the biggest things that I, I you know, we talk about this in basketball all the time as, as basketball season arises, about how when you see games in different venues, different arenas, your sight lines are different. Well, that's something to keep in mind with this building because of the fact that it's smaller. And I don't know if Ian, if you watched the second game with the Rangers compared to the first game with the Jets, how the lighting was much more different. And so I, I feel like they're trying to kind of work out those things. They're trying to get the lighting right for television, of course. That makes a big a big difference, with, you know, especially because the first game was on ESPN+, Plus, the national game. So some teams, you if you really watch and pay close attention, you'll see some differences in the lighting with a national game or just a regular uh, game that's on their basic cable package. I, I, the Hawks used to have an issue with that for years back in the days before all the games were televised. So that makes a difference for goaltending as well. You know, if you're sight, if you, you're used to seeing big crowds, you're used to seeing your bright lights and, 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 you know, able to kind of narrow things down. But if it's a dimmer, darker place, the, you know, the, the seats are closer in, you know, and I think that can lead to some goals here. So live first period over, maybe even a live full game over as well is the look I'm, uh, I'm going for. And we know Florida hasn't been that team to score six or seven goals tonight, but Arizona necessarily is a ju- defensive juggernaut despite the last two games finishing 3-2. I think we can see a little bit more tempo uh, going both ways here tonight. 
There we go. Uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, we're still learning about this new building. You know, the, the crowd noise, percentage split of home fans for the Coyotes versus the road fans, the boards, which have been very lively. We've talked about that multiple times. The boards are very lively. You talk about the pucks taking crazy hops, ricochets, bounces off these boards, these lively boards uh, uh, in Mullet Arena. We've definitely uh, seen that. Uh, so far this season, no question about that. So this is a game where, to be, yeah, to me, the thing I like the most is the Montour prop look. All right, Anaheim-San Jose, final game of this monster card, 12 games, Ducks and Sharks. San Jose minus 130, home favorites. Five, five and a half, believe it or not, is the total uh, in this game. You're not seeing things. Five and a half at DraftKings, Bet Online. There's multiple books that have five and a half. Some books have six, but... There are some that have five and a half. If you can find a five and a half, I got. I have to endorse the over. Have to. You don't get five and a halves very often here. It's not like the Anaheim Ducks are shutting it down defensively this season the way they've played. Uh, I think Anaheim certainly uh, has struggled at that end of the ice. Gibson continues to be, you know, unfortunately a carryover of last year for the most part. Although, I will say this, he made one hell of a save against Mitch Marner. Uh, in overtime against Toronto right before the Ducks got the game-winning goal from Trevor Zegras uh, in that game. Uh, no question about that. But uh, it was a better game from Gibson, but he's still got a long way to go. Now, Anaheim had been trending under. I think that might be part of the reason why this totals as low as it is. San Jose's starting to get their offense going a bit, though. You look at them on this homestand. They've put four and three uh, on the board uh, in each of their last two home games against Toronto and Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll see if that uh, carries over to this game tonight against the Ducks team that we know can still give it up. But I think Anaheim, honestly, Alex, is going to use that win against Toronto as a spark, a little bit of a, a, a positive momentum boost, if you will. Uh, and coming into this season, it hasn't played out that way because Anaheim is greatly underachieved considering I thought this would be an improved team. They're only 2-7. and seven. San Jose 3-8. and eight. I actually thought Anaheim would certainly be better than San Jose this year. Right now, San Jose's got one win more than Anaheim, but it's also given you the price that we see in this game with Anaheim's struggles. But I think now they're going to turn it on a little bit, go on a little bit of a run, get some confidence from that Toronto win uh, in overtime where they came back. And let's not forget the schedule that they've played so far, Alex. Let's not completely throw Anaheim in the dumpster. They played the Rangers, a Devils team that's played a lot better than people thought, Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Vegas, uh, Toronto. I mean, that's been a pretty grueling schedule here for Anaheim. Strength of schedule, I mean, you you can't knock it. It's been a tough one for the Anaheim Ducks. I think now we buy low on Anaheim. They finally get a win. They, and I think they can go into a little bit of a streak here. And anytime San Jose is a favorite, I'm interested going against that. We're not going to see San Jose favored very often. Give me Anaheim here, plus 110. Uh, in this game and also over five and a half and also Trevor Zegers to score a goal. He's heating up right now the last few games and they still don't have him priced where he should be. You know, you're not getting the biggest Ian Cameron bargain bin uh, price with Trevor Zegers to score, but you can still get plus uh, 220, which I think to me, he's underpriced. He should be closer in that plus 180, 75 range right now with the way he's starting to really start to get go on a tear potentially 
for the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, I'm going to be looking at the Zegras anytime goal prop tonight as well. Alex, what do you think here? Ducks, Sharks. Yeah, five and a half is a strong look. But what I'm looking at here is kind of a different prop, something I don't normally play. I'm looking for the highest scoring period, second period plus 225. That's available at Bet Online. You can find that at, at many other books as well. And, and looking at, you know, thanks to Chris Otto, the charts that he's given us, uh, you look at San Jose and then three and seven in the first period, last 10. But nine and one and 10 out of 11 games going over one and a half goals in the second period. And then they crater back off into the third period as well. So that tends to tell me that, you know, they're making those adjustments, the long changes affecting them a little bit. And that's something that we could kind of see uh play here play out here so like i said a lean with that full game over but i like highest scoring period to be second period uh at plus 225 and just uh ever so slightly in the anaheim because they have dominated in the the series history uh they are a better team than San Jose. like i said they've had kind of a rough go of it schedule wise but i think the the you know second period should highest scoring i think that's a, a good prop and a decent price there at plus 225 i like it i mean if you're if you're using that great info that chris auto provides and it is great uh, with the uh, total uh, charts. Uh, and you notice that both of these teams have had an uptick in scoring in their games in the second period. Uh, that's a good way to look. Uh, obviously, now they're playing head-to-head. Uh, so like in the second period to be highest scoring, I'm on Anaheim. I'm on over five and a half. And I'm also going to look at Zebras to score a goal uh, in this game tonight. By the way, all-female crew for ESPN tonight. This is, I believe, the ESPN doubleheader game. I think, yeah, it's Anaheim. It's, it's, it's second. Leah yeah. Hextall and Cassie Campbell-Pascal uh, working. Uh, this uh, game. Cassie's the analyst, and yes, Leah's the play-by-play uh, for this game. You got to suck it up and deal with it. It is. Well, uh, it could be worse. We could have the San Jose feed with R- Randy Hahn. So, yeah, this know. is actually an upgrade. Your poison. Up in, uh, Alex's <laughs> world. Yeah. I'll, pro- I'll probably, I'll probably listen to Anaheim Radio. As well. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, good stuff. So this, yeah, this is the second game of ESPN doubleheader. The first game, of course, is that Bruins Penguins game. It'll be uh, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro. Uh, that game with Emily. Emily does a great job. I love oh, Emily yeah, Kaplan on ESPN. Uh, awesome, awesome girl. Awesome job she does. Uh, great questions she asks too. She's the reason that we got that great memorable quote out of uh, Deming last right. year in the yeah. uh, playoffs. <laughs> Spicy pork. Yeah, not yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Uh, hopefully our picks are are good tonight yeah. for this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. Great stuff. Uh, Hit the like button. 210 live viewers uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, patreon.com slash ice guys. The daily card is there. Uh, charts, totals charts. Uh, I, I have not been, it's been so hectic. I haven't gotten to posting my updated power ratings. I'm finally going to do that probably late this afternoon. So make sure you check that out uh, on uh, the patreon.com slash ice guys page. Just $10 a month. So check that out. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, we got some more video content coming up soon. We got a couple things that we're going to be working on. And of course, you know, as we get closer into this year, we'll get, a, you know, a little bit of, of downtime with some of these uh, slower slate days. So that's where we'll try to, to target in getting some stuff up. So it'll be kind of sporadic. We might record some things, but then it may be a, a week or two away. So, uh, you know, kind of kind of give us some time on, on that end. But there's definitely a tons of content. Like I said, we're updating the charts uh, at least twice a week. I know for, for my goalie charts, I'll be doing an update on Wednesday. And any days that are slower on the card, uh, like we had Monday, like we have coming up in the next couple of days, that's when I'll start doing some of my updates as well. And here we go with these unbalanced schedules uh, for the NHL this week. 12 games tonight, two games tomorrow, so it'll be a very short show tomorrow uh, on the Wednesday edition, and then back to 13 games 
uh, on Thursday. So we're in that time of the right now where it's just, yeah, very few games one day and a shit ton of games the next day. Uh, that's the way it sometimes works. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up with best bets for this Tuesday night NHL card. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, we'll skate out to the Steel City. we got Boston and Pittsburgh playing. Boston red hot right now, uh, much better than most people anticipated, myself included. Uh, and then Pittsburgh had that hot start, but now they're struggling. They've lost four in a row, coming back from a, a tough road trip where they did not fare well, losing the uh, three games, only able to get three goals combined in those three contests that they that they lost uh Coming back home, I think Boston's in a great spot, and you can still get a plus price around even money or a dollar five. I'm going to go with the Bruins as my best bet tonight. There you go, Boston Bruins uh, against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, right around even money. Boston for uh, Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. My best bet is going to be the last game we talked about. Quack 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 quack. We're going with the Anaheim Ducks here. You know this team has greatly disappointed me for someone that has them over their point total, not the start they wanted. They finally get a comeback, much-needed win. They faced a tough schedule. I'm not buying San Jose as chalk. I'm willing to take a position against that, that they're favored for one of the few times this year. Anaheim, plus 110, best bet uh, for me for this Tuesday card. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone uh, in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 